Section 20 of Stories Without Tears. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Ray Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Stories Without Tears by Barry Payne. The Difficult Case. A duologue for one person the two persons of the dialogue are the patient and the doctor the part of the patient is played in the usual way the doctor has no actual representative on the stage he is supposed to be present and is supposed to speak the vividness with which he is realized will depend on the skill of the actor who plays the patient in the programs the part is assigned to the imagination of the audience the scene is the library of a country house the time is the morning the patient is seated at the writing table in the library he is a young man tanned of healthy appearance but a little worried and distraught in manner he is writing as the curtain rises the patient when e'er i gaze on celia's golden locks now that's not at all a bad line and runs you straight on into the next when e'er i gaze on celia's golden locks I simply feel I my yes I thought the pace was a bit too good to last golden locks let's see locks crocks fox socks no go when e'er I gaze on oh duh he flings down his pen and rises from the table yes and what am i doing it for same thing came over me yesterday and the day before draws paper from his pocket my heart's idol six verses to celia's eyes seventeen verses and i'm supposed to be an officer and a gentleman if my man found these when he was brushing my clothes or if anyone in the regiment got to hear of it well i should simply have to leave the country a mere girl could never have that effect on me not if i were well glances at his watch i only hope that when he does come he won't be afraid to speak out as some doctors are even if it's anything mental i'd sooner know it but it seems a bit rough all these years i've done my duty a pause well more or less at any rate i've never written a line of anything that could be called poetry and now it's just as if i couldn't keep off it let's see when e'er i gaze on ah that's got it 
the patient on his way to the writing table is arrested by opening of door c at imaginary entry of the doctor and goes quickly up to it the patient closes the door goes through business of shaking hands comes down places two chairs and takes one talking as he does so the points at which the doctor is supposed to speak are indicated by asterisk lines good morning doctor this is very good of you so you got my message all right i hate these beastly telephones myself well won't you sit down it is indeed mind it looked a bit like rain this morning early still you couldn't want a finer day than it is now yes i know i ought to be out with the others but my shooting's gone right off yesterday i was perfectly ashamed of myself but then that's only one symptom out of many in fact that's why i asked you to come round i want you to tell me exactly what the trouble is no i dare say i don't look ill but you doctors know that one can't go much by looks the other symptoms well there are lots of em the worst is a kind of unsettled feeling what i mean is this when i ought to be thinking about other things i'm not see well i don't know how else to put it the kind of thing that makes you forget which suit your partner discarded then my sleep's not as good as it was my appetite's falling off too now that's a funny question how am i to remember what i had for breakfast this morning let's see grilled sole couple of eggs curry not much curry no nothing else well yes a bit of cold grouse not the whole bird mind of course you don't count toast and marmalade and things like that i don't see that at all i didn't say that my appetite had gone altogether i said it was falling off so it is at the present moment for instance i've no inclination for food certainly show you it with pleasure puts out his tongue i should tell you perhaps that i've no actual pain still i suppose there could be some insidious form of indigestion when a chap might not know what tongue's all right is it that seems queer you'd like to feel my pulse holds out his wrist i dare say you'd find it bracing a bit the feeling i've got is rather on the feverish side ah the pulse soon tells doesn't it i know a man who 
what you surprise me absolutely normal is it indeed oh no of course if you say so i believe it no not at all never in my life oh come doctor it's rather early to say that isn't it i guessed that my case was pretty difficult one i realized that there might be complications i never supposed that you'd be able to er give it a name all in a minute but to turn round and tell me i'm perfectly well that's simply running away from it why don't you ask me more questions you've got a stethoscope why don't you examine my heart very likely still it would relieve my anxiety if you did takes off his coat and waistcoat and i'll tell you why i thought all along that this might be some subtle masked form of brain mischief yes i know perfectly well that my brain's not in my chest why that's one of the things you learn at school all the same everything's connected with everything else ain't it very well i promise you if you find my heart's all right i won't bother you any more and i'll take your word for it there's nothing the matter now then how do i stand like this right business of stethoscoping what well you hadn't taken long about it putting on coat and waistcoat as if rejecting offer of assistance thanks i can manage well i must keep my word it's a bit disappointing i did think with a stethoscope you would have found something if you'd been really trying however i won't bother you any more of course if for your own satisfaction you'd like to take my temperature i shouldn't remind you of what lady caroline and the thermometer no i never heard that one come on let's have it oh stuff and nonsense i shan't tell anybody and you needn't give the real names besides i haven't heard a really good yarn for weeks you positively must ah that's right he draws his chair closer listening attitude all right call him anything call him smith i see yes yes but what had she done with the other one roars of laughter oh that's good that's one of the best that's absolutely perfect with sudden seriousness but doctor you know this sort of depression of mine is no laughing matter yes that's true i hadn't meant to allude to it again but i don't like to leave it like this you see 
you haven't even suggested anything come now that's better i shouldn't wonder if a tonic did me a lot of good you'd like to write the prescription you'll find ink and everything here business of establishing the doctor at the writing table patient leaves him then turns sharply what whate'er i gaze on cecilia's good lord i'd forgotten i left it there all right doctor i admit it i did it it's my poetry no one is to blame but myself depends what you mean by going on for long it's been going on ever since i met her draws paper from his pocket this is one i did yesterday it's called to cecilia's eyes i'll read you some of it whene'er i gaze on cecilia's no it's not all the same as the one you've got there it's only that there's a bit of a coincidence about the first lines this one is much more finished whene'er i gaze on cecilia's lovely eyes they always seem to take me by surprise they are as blue as in the sky above and enough to make any man feel the power of all right if you don't want to hear it you needn't yes i admit i ought to have told you about it before it's a mistake to have any secrets from one's doctor but i have no wish to be regarded as a poet it would ruin me in my career i depend upon your professional discretion i've no doubt it would make a very good story so did lady caroline and the thermometer a little mutual forbearance eh then that's settled you surprise me i'd no idea you would regard these poems as symptomatic then you know what my disease is tell me quickly doctor whatever it is i can bear it i'm in love am i yes i've been half afraid of it doctor what is to be done is there any certain cure for love there is what is it it's all very well to say matrimony but how's a man like myself to get there i'm nothing to look at intellect i should say very little above the average no particular position yes but there are three good lies between me and that besides there is the girl herself to be considered i suppose you don't know who the girl is how on earth did you know of course the names on the poems what a sherlock holmes you are everybody knows it 
somehow i always seem to be the last person to hear of anything but as i was saying even if i were the emperor of timbuktu it wouldn't be much good if the girl had taken a dislike to me now i'll give you an instance i told her that i should stop in this morning and rather hinted that she might do the same not a bit of it wouldn't hear of it she was going with the rest what's that just as you came in why on earth can't girls say what they really mean where about in the garden was she why that's just by this window what a lot of time i have been wasting he goes to the window yes there she is reading some rotten book if she'd only look up ah he smiles and waves his hand and returns hurriedly to the doctor doctor i can't thank you enough you've done me a lot of good now i positively must not waste one more moment of your time i know how valuable it is sure you won't have a cigar to smoke on your way back no don't bother about the prescription that will be all right and i'll say you'll excuse me if i don't see you further than this door you know your way of course the fact is that this is rather a busy morning with me see you on wednesday at the golf i've got a rotten handicap myself many thanks again good-bye business of shaking hands the patient opens and closes door c then goes quickly to the window and calls down i say should i be too much of an interruption thanks awfully i'll jump for it end of section twenty recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c